Today's swap a number is 10.7%. That's Southwest's adjusted net margin for the third quarter. We ranked number two in the industry, behind only Allegiant. But more importantly, we were number one among the big four. And that's despite the max grounding. Today on the show, we're going to talk to EFNA IRC Chair Eric Schnitzler, who will tell us a little bit about his committee, preparations for contract 2020, and what today's number means for those negotiations. I'm Kurt Heideman. And I'm Amy Robinson, and today we'd like to welcome Eric Snitzler. Glad to be here. Welcome. Welcome, Eric. Eric, tell us who's on your committee. Sure. Uh, we have Damien Jeanette, Greg Ald, and myself. Our primary area of responsibility is to focus on the airline financials, especially as how it relates to Southwest. Basically, also support the negotiating committee and our board of directors, which is much information as we can provide to them to help them make informed decisions. Do the uh, committee members have specialties, or do you all do the same job? Uh, we primarily focus together on, on the financials, but Damien also does quite a bit of work with the benefits committee, and Greg Ald leads our polling efforts. So tell me, um, what, kind of, what tools do you use to support your financial analysis and models and things that you do? Sure. Well, first we start with our own research. We uh, do deep dives into each of the airlines, their financials, and how they relate to a Southwest position in the industry. We also utilize a variety of subscriptions and Wall Street analyst models and information uh, from them as well to help us to gain as much information as we can about the industry. Tell me a little bit about Form 41. What is it and how do you use that information? Where does it come from? Uh, Form 41 is a function of airline salaries, costs, and basically a lot of financial information that the airlines have to report. It helps us to work with our models to provide costing and to provide information uh, for us that we can use in our financial decisions. The Form 41, is that a government-required form or where does that come from? I mean, is that a standardized form? Uh, The airlines report every quarter to that. They're required to report those statistics. And that way, everybody can access them uh, when they need to, to be able to make uh, valid comparisons. Publicly accessible. Publicly right. accessible, yes. It's paid subscription. You have to. And you've been the chair for a little while, but I wouldn't say that you're necessarily a household name, if you will. Um, give us a little bio on yourself. Okay. Well, I've been in the industry for about 25 years. Uh, coming up on 20 years this January here at Southwest. Uh, before that, I was at Continental Airlines Mainline and before that, Continental Express. Started in the industry in 1993. Uh, for this particular position, I, I began here in um, early 2017. I interviewed for the position in late uh, 2016 and then was asked to join the committee a couple of years ago. And then when our previous chair, Hank Ketchum, stepped down, I was asked to assume the role of chairman. All right. So like any swap of committees, um, EFA has been meeting with uh, your counterparts at the company a lot. Talk a little bit about the purpose of those meetings. Sure. Right now, we are uh, holding uh, meetings with our labor relations on the, uh, on the Southwest side. And basically, it's develop a framework, kind of a base to start with uh, when we enter negotiations next year. Uh, we are exchanging uh, various data points, and we are uh, meeting to really establish kind of a timeline as well to see where we can go with this and, and uh, 
the type of information that will be important to both sides as we, as we begin our talks next year. When you say timeline, what do you mean by that? Well, I think it's important uh, right now that we uh, enter into our early negotiations next year having a, a base set of assumptions. And for us, it's important that we um, stay, stay on this timeline so that we're ready to go when the time comes. So a, t- a timeline of exchange of information so you can do your costing so that the yes. costing marries up basically? Exactly. Okay. And it, it, again, it is important uh, with this standpoint to make sure that we can come to an agreement on, on, these, on these, uh, these, this framework, this set of numbers, so that we're both operating sort of from the same playbook, if that makes sense. How close are we now? Are we getting close to their numbers? Are, are we matching up yet, or are we still pretty far we're off? We're close. We're still uh, making sure that the data matches up. We're, we're taking a look at data that goes back as far as three or four years, especially on the benefits side. So it's important uh, to make sure that uh, their numbers and our numbers are close. And we are, we are getting close, but we still have several more meetings scheduled. One of the things that's kind of important about your committee is that they have a pretty good relationship with several investor groups. So how is that relationship with Wall Street important to SWAPA? Well, we, we actively engage with both the sell side, which is the, uh, the analysts that cover Southwest, and the buy side investors, which are your pension funds, your mutual funds, your hedge funds. And it's important that uh, we are able to kind of inform and educate them on, on SWAPA and the pilot membership. Quite frankly, we want to know what they're thinking, what they're writing about Southwest, and, and what their opinion is of, of, of SWAPA. Our, our main purpose of this is to present SWAPA as a credible, informed organization, uh, present in the, in the best possible light as being rational and, and able to... Uh, analyze and look at, at, at industry information from all sides. Is there a big difference when you talk to the sell side versus the buy side, or is it pretty much the same presentation? It's, uh, it's pretty much the same. The sell side is more actively engaged in kind of our overall operations and, and how uh, Swap is working with the company, whereas the buy side is more concerned with things like costs and, and other factors that are going to affect the stock price. So how is Southwest business? Is it healthy? Is it able to afford the ask that we think we're going to have next year? I would say uh, considering the disruptions from the MAX situation, Southwest business is very healthy. Uh, we have uh, the second highest uh, net margin of any airline for the third quarter, uh, just behind Allegiant. And when we, we think of Allegiant, uh, they're more of a travel company uh, than an a airline. Uh, we have uh, we generated record record uh, revenues for the third quarter, and we have a pristine balance sheet. Uh, quite frankly, Southwest is is hitting on all cylinders right now, especially considering the situation we face right now with the max grounding. Well, I'd like to just interrupt and say the company's firing on all cylinders on the financial side, the business side of things. We still have our fair share of operational issues. We've oh, talked yes. with other, without question, that, other that's a whole different that. uh, a whole different arena. But from a financial standpoint, uh, the third quarter report was, was quite good. And as a matter of fact, it could obviously would have been even better had the MAX been, been around. But um, right now, uh, Southwest is doing everything it needs to do to be successful financially. So you and your committee have been pretty busy in the past few months. Um, 
from working on the compensation and economic SCP cycle to helping with the final language lockdown, which also led right into the contract comparison. Um, talk a little bit about the work that went into that contract comparison, because it was pretty substantial. It was. Uh, we started work on that uh, more than a year ago, and uh, the, the structure and the layout have changed, but the intent of the contract comparison uh, did not. Uh, basically, the idea was to provide as much information as we could to our pilot membership so that when the time came, they would be able to make informed decisions. Uh, obviously, with several airlines uh, in the contract negotiations right now and ours upcoming, it's important that we are able to uh, be able to provide comparisons for the membership. Uh, basically, we went through every airline's contract, spoke with other pilot groups and their leadership to try to distill as much information as we could and uh, be able to put that on paper. We feel that it, we've done a pretty good job on our comparisons. Certainly, we didn't hit every single thing in the contract, in everybody's uh, contract, but I, I feel pretty good that we hit all the high points. I think it's worth pointing out, too, that uh, the SWAPA contract comparison did provide quite a bit of uh, detail. Some of the underlying notes and, and uh, bullet stuff that we added, sort of, especially in Section 1, we added more detail than I've seen in some of the other CBA or other contract comparisons. Yeah, I, I would think um, if you compare ours to the other airlines, certainly uh, our goal was to be, me, be more detailed and to uh, have more footnotes where appropriate. And Whereas some of the other comparisons uh, relied on uh, just a box with some check marks, we, we tried to add a little context to that. It, it has made it a little bit more lengthy and will certainly take a little bit more time to read. But I, I feel in the end, that extra information will be of added value to our pilots. Yeah, that's always a balance that we have to strike in the comm committee is balancing the, the amount of content with the, with the accessibility. And I think uh, ours turned out pretty well. What airlines did you include and why? Oh, we, we included everybody but uh, Frontier and Allegiant. And no disrespect to them. However, we, we felt that the focus from the very beginning was going to be on, on the big four and then uh, the carriers right behind them. Um, certainly, uh, we did include uh, Spirit, which is the largest ULCC, and we included Federal Express and UPS, uh, mainly for transparency, but also to point out some of the significant differences that their contract have, especially in the areas of retirement and certain work rules. What was the thought process behind using a cargo carrier versus a low-cost carrier? I mean, you essentially, you're comparing yourself to a cargo carrier, which is very different from your business model, versus using Spirit or Allegiant. Well, we, we did use Spirit. Allegiant and, Front, and Frontier are, are, are small, uh, relatively small carriers, um, whereas FedEx and UPS have a certainly a large global presence, but also a large domestic presence. And again, we had, we did not use those in the last comparison. And we, we felt just on significantly on the, on the interest of transparency that we, that we use, uh, that we make sure that FedEx and UPS were in there. Um, to your point, you're right. They, they are a completely different operating type of airline. I mean, they don't, they fly freight and not passengers, obviously, but uh, we still felt that it was important if nothing else, to show the kind of compensation and benefits and work rules that they have as compared to the other passenger airlines. I think uh, I'd like to mention real quick, talk to you real quick about um, a little behind the scenes action that happened on the 757. Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. We, we had, right? It was a difficult choice. 
for us to to categorize it and and talk a little bit about that thought process. It was it was really a last minute takeout of that and from from the uh, large narrow body to the wide body. And our thought process was uh, two things. Number one, the uh, operating max gross takeoff weight is is much greater than any 737 uh, or even Airbus, uh, you know, A320. The mission of the aircraft is different than any of the narrow body aircraft that we were comparing it to. The average stage length is over 2,400 miles. Uh, You know, Delta flies the aircraft from uh, JFK to several European cities. Um, You know, it just, it's just a different, just the, the makeup of the aircraft. I mean, yes, you could argue, you could certainly argue uh, really either way we decided not to. And I think that's kind of encapsulates the the debate that we had internally as to how to categorize it. Without question. I mean, it's, it's, um, I, I was very conflicted and uh, really it was uh, kind of a group effort, as you know, to, to decide to move it to the uh, wide body category. So how does Swapa's contract comparison compare to other airlines? Has anyone highlighted any major differences or anything that stands out as being very different than the other airlines? I mean, I think ours is, is pretty comparable. As we spoke of earlier, I, I think in, in several sections, it adds a little more detail and context, perhaps than some of the others. Uh, some of the other uh, comparisons uh, have a legion in them. Ours doesn't. And several of the other comparisons do not have FedEx or UPS. One area that strikes me as being, um, you know, some of the other uh, comparisons focused a little bit more on scheduling, uh, specifically using PBS. And since PBS is is not a consideration here, I, I didn't feel that it was necessary to discuss line construction using PBS. Uh, we noted who has PBS and who doesn't, and and that's as far as we went with that. Um, so those are just some of the differences. Uh, but in, in general, I think. Most of the comparisons, uh, they're all they're all good, and most of them hit the high high points, which is compensation and benefits and work rules. In doing the research for the contract comparison, did anything stand out to you at other airlines as as a particular strength or weakness of our CBA? Well, I think for us on the positive side, our, our scope is is second to none. Our, our scope protection that we have is is really good, uh, especially comparing it to other airlines. Obviously, there's some Issues uh, ongoing here in negotiations with joint ventures over at Delta and some scope at United Airlines uh, with some of their uh, proposed plans for more regional jets. But uh, I, I think that, you know, is a, is a highlight for us on the, uh, on the other side. Obviously, pay is, is one issue. Uh, we, we know that. But some of the other things that stand out are disability. Our disability plans are substandard in in certain areas, and uh, our life insurance is is probably uh, substandard as well. I don't and, think you'd say probably. It well, is substandard. Actually, yes, yeah. I, I would agree. And and those are some of the things when, when I see, I mean, we, we do, uh, you know, relatively comparable on work rules and that kind of thing. I mean, you can certainly uh, dig deep and find differences, but some of the things that, that stand out to me the, are, are those items. So you've been doing the quick two-minute recap of the earnings every, every quarter. Uh, tell us a little bit about what that is and how y'all came up with it. Sure. We, we want to be able to provide information for our pilot group on earnings, and we felt the best way to do that is to get, uh, get the information out from the quarterly reports. 
and be able to disseminate that information to our pilots in, in a quick, easy to uh, read or listen to uh, format. So to make it easier for them to access that information without having to dig deep into the quarterly financials themselves. EFA does a lot of work with airline partnerships. So what's happening with some of the Southwest Section 1 meetings right now? There's not a whole lot on the horizon right now. I think Southwest is prioritizing their focus on on, uh, Hawaii. Uh, We do have some cargo code share that is potentially in the works. Uh, Nothing on the passenger side as of right now that we're aware of. In any case, if even if something was proposed, it would take 18 to 24 months before anything uh, was implemented. But uh, really, we're just kind of sitting back and, and waiting for Southwest to take advantage of our contract opportunities that we've uh, allotted them in terms of, of maybe starting some new routes down south, Central America, South America. Uh, but their focus is, is the Pacific right now and, and Hawaii. So uh, nothing... Nothing that we're aware of uh, right now. You mentioned Hawaii. How's that doing right now? Any, any data on that? Um, basically, uh, what they have told us and, and Wall Street is that it's doing much better than forecast. And we, we have seen good growth and good load factors. And so far, so good on the Hawaiian side. So, Eric, we've covered pretty much everything about your committee. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you want to let people know? No, just uh, base, my pitch, is, as always, uh, is to please read and educate yourself on everything that we put out. I mean, it's, it's there for the pilot group. Swap is only as good as the membership behind them. So we, you know, we, we ask that you please keep abreast of everything going on, read, read the materials, and stay engaged. And just a good uh, time to plug your committee's website on the swap.org website under uh, committees. EFA IRC. Eric, thank you for coming on the podcast to help make sense of some financial and market analysis your committee does to support the NC and our pilots. And I'd like to plug the swap a contract comparison, an EFA committee product that should be arriving at our pilots' homes by Thanksgiving. But you can download an electronic copy now from the swap a website. And before we sign off, we want to let you know that while we've gotten a lot of emails from our pilots on our first few podcasts, we're still looking for more. If you have any feedback for us at all, please drop us a line at com at swapa.org. And one last thing before we go. Today's bonus number is $4 billion. That's the share buyback plan the company embarked on in May of 2018. And they still have $1.9 billion remaining to spend on that plan. That just shows how strong our company is and underscores the record-breaking profits we've seen and expect to continue for the foreseeable future. Southwest 40, only one to right, check to left. Clear to land, one to right, Southwest 40.